Beth Jones is an international speaker and author, wife to paramedic Ray, and mom of three beautiful daughters, Heather, Eden, and Leah. Beth also helps aspiring speakers and writers to share their unique message. Beth encourages women to use their gifts for God, fulfilling their purpose and living a life they love. Need a dynamic speaker for your women's conference, retreat, or online event? Contact her at bethjones.net. Welcome to my podcast. This is Beth Jones at bethjones.net, and I'm so glad that you're joining me today. I am looking forward to today's interview because we're going to be talking about the power of story, writing your story. And my special guest today for the Women in Business podcast is Sharon Gibson. Welcome, Sharon. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Well, Sharon, why don't you tell a little bit about yourself and who you are and your website for our listeners? Okay, I'm Sharon Gibson, and I have a website, 15minutewriter.com, and that's the letter, 15minutewriter.com, and also SharonRoseGibson.com is my other website. And I started the 15-Minute Writer years ago because I would run into people who had really cool stories to tell. And they would say, oh, I'm just too busy. I'm too busy to write. And I'd say, hey, if you have 15 minutes, you can write something, you can learn to write, or you can learn to write better. It doesn't take that much time. You can just take a little bit of time to grab that story, write it down. And then later on, you can expand on it. And so that was the original idea. And then I wanted to teach people how to write because, you know, if you start out a story that, well, it was 1986 when, you know, that's not a very uh, interesting way to start a story. So then I created a writing course called How to Write for Fun and Profit. And I had so much fun teaching people how to write. And I had some new writers, people that were just learning how to write, and then a couple that uh, had written, but they just, you know, like to refresh and expand what they knew. And um, I just had so much fun doing that and editing people's stories. And so then I decided to write a book called How to Write Your Stories Now. And I made the chapter super simple so that people could either they could read it and do the exercises in 15 minutes. And actually, I've written four books now. And the original one was because I was so intimidated about writing a book. And I was just so fearful about so many things like rejection and yeah, just various fears. And so that first book was from Stuck to Success, Conquer Your Fears and Achieve Your Writing Dreams. And so that that book faced all those fears that writers fear or even non-writers fear about writing. And so I did that. And I just think there is such incredible uh, power in sharing your story. You can change other people's lives by your story, uh, especially when you share your faith stories. They can be the seedbed of miracles for future generations long after you're gone. If, if your children and grandchildren read your stories, they, they can be inspired by your miracles and the things that happen to you. 
they lay a foundation of faith for the next generation. For example, I was raised in Africa. My parents were missionaries. And I remember hearing stories that my parents shared. And we, at one point, we were held at gunpoint. Well, we were held at gunpoint over and over, actually, because... Wow. Yeah. The uh, Congo was back when they were getting their independence. And... Um, there was one time when I was evacuated out, I was away at school about 400 miles and my parents were still in the country. And I didn't know for several months whether they were dead or alive or what happened to them. Um, so that was pretty traumatic as a child. But then when they got out finally and we reunited, my mother told me that God had given them Psalm 91 and that a thousand would fall at their right hand and 10,000 at their left, but it would not come near them. And that literally happened. There were people that were killed around them, but they were able to get out safely. So I have really clung to that Psalm 91 and have claimed it for my family. I have, <laughs> I just have so much um, that has happened uh, related around that, but I've adopted seven teenagers from poverty backgrounds. So I've been in the slums of Brazil and Colombia where it was dangerous. And in Brazil, my son would say, mom, don't you dare open your mouth and speak English so that they, they know that you're not from here. And uh, in another place in Colombia, the man that was taking us up to the slum says he was extremely nervous because there were daily murders there. But I just prayed and I prayed Psalm 91 over us um, during all those trips and all those times. And actually just through that whole process, I prayed nine, Psalm 91. And the point is I had confidence because my parents had laid a foundation of faith by sharing that story with me. And I'm sure they had other stories. I wish now uh, they're not here now they're in heaven, but I wish there was even more stories that I knew about, about various times that the Lord has spoken to them and, shared scriptures with them that would have made a difference. So we can just make such a powerful impact on our children and grandchildren. And maybe you don't have dramatic stories like I do, but even just your um, your ordinary stories of faith and how God has met you in your day-to-day -day challenges. I mean, everybody has adversity, right? And so just even those stories of the word that the Lord gave you, the scripture he gave you, or how he came along to help you, or how other people help you can make such a huge difference for the next generation. Yes, that is so I didn't know any of that. That is so powerful. Of Psalm 91, it's one of my favorite Psalms, favorite scriptures. And what you just said about your parents being in heaven now that's something that I really want to emphasize to our listeners, because I talk a lot about not going to the grave with your purpose, your spiritual gifts, your book still inside of you, that you want to share your story and your message that God has given you. And writing your story is a powerful way to do that. I Yes, I agree. I wish you did have other stories, but that story itself, what you just told me, is so powerful about your parents and being held at gunpoint. Wow, that's amazing. So you that's how you got started is your, your parents' story. And now you're writing stories yourself. You're encouraging others to write their stories. 
What about someone that is just, and I do have interview questions for you, but what about someone that is just starting out to write their story? What is one or two tips you would give them? Well, the point is, is to start with the most exciting part of the story. You know, you can give the backstory, the details of when it was, and you do need to do that. You need to give the facts of when, where, how, and how come. But, you know, you need to start with the most exciting part of the story. Um, If you read anything in fiction or nonfiction, you'll find out that this is a strategy that they use. And so they start with the most harrowing, dangerous, or even just uh, uh, curious, something that would arouse people's curiosity in the beginning. And then after you do that in a paragraph or two, then you can go and tell the backstory. I think another thing that is really important is using active versus passive verbs, like you know, she raced to the mailbox rather than, you know, she walked out to the mailbox. There's just active verbs that are make your story much more interesting. So I think, you know, and of course I go into more detail in that in my book, but those are two that come to mind right offhand that can make your story move faster and be more interesting. Yes. And I like what you said a while ago about the ordinary moments that someone doesn't have to have a story like yours where they were held at gunpoint. But those ordinary moments, I actually have a training right now called Turn Your Ordinary Moments into Extraordinary Messages. God God loves stories. And Mm -hmm. he wrote as the greatest love story ever, which was Jesus dying for our salvation. And all throughout the Bible, there are stories woven Jesus taught using stories. He taught using parables, the parable of the sower, the mustard seed, the parable of the lost sheep. So God loves stories. And I encourage our listeners today to start writing their story, jotting down those few ideas and just start getting it out of your head and your heart onto paper or on your computer, on your phone or recording device. So Sharon, what are you doing now? You're, you've been writing your books and you also edit. So what are you doing now as a woman in business? Because this is part of my women in business podcast series. Yes. Well, I, um, I, like I said, I love to coach and teach people how to edit their stories. So if someone doesn't want to learn all that stuff about writing, they can send it to me and then I can edit it to them to take all the writing principles and make it a really interesting story. So that's one of the things I do. I edited a book uh, for a classmate of mine who I grew up with in Africa and it was a fascinating uh, story. I'm so glad that he, he wrote it down, but specifically he said, I, my grandchildren have been asking me for my stories. So I decided to write it down. And he had amazing stories about how his mother went into Africa when she was only 16 on foot and she would pray for people and heal them. And I mean, pray for their healing. And, and, you know, just, I was just fascinated by his, his stories, but that was one that was more dramatic again but even something simple like my grandmother was raised in the depression and i wish i knew more of her stories you know just her ordinary what was it like you know i've i've told i'm also a substitute teacher and i've told students in my classes 
your your children, grandchildren are going to want to know what the pandemic was like for you. You know, how did you survive it? And what was it like for you? You know, you need to write that down. So um, anyway, but that's part of what I like to do is to help people get their stories, encourage them to write them, coach them and how to do that and then help them by editing their stories and one of the uh, persons and then I, I also edited another person's story last last year and he said you make my writing look pretty <laughs> so anyway but that's that's what I like to do and you asked me what I was doing and that's part of what I'm doing business-wise but then personally, I'm also writing those stories about growing up in Africa because uh, I feel like that's really important. I want to be able to have my children and grandchildren and future generations be able to have that story because it was so different than here in the United States. And it kind of gives you perspective on, you know, just things we think are difficult here. It's it's not anything like it was growing up there. But, um, you know, of course, I didn't know any different because I was a child. And and it was a, a, a wonderful experience for me, despite the the uh, difficulties. Those weren't those weren't uh, wonderful or fun. But I when I came to the United States, when I was in my senior year, I realized I was a lot stronger because of the adversity that I went through. And so sometimes, you know, we want to protect our children and people from going through adversity, but rather we need to tell them how to overcome adversity. And we can do that so well through our stories. Our stories are so um, there are subtle ways to get across wisdom and truth without preaching to our children and grandchildren. That's very true. I think that's why Jesus used the parables to teach others. I can't wait to read your stories about Africa. I would love to hear about. <laughs> I have a friend who she had a dream in her heart. Her name's Alma Jones, and she wanted to go to Africa. God told her to go to Africa when she was just a very young woman and she held on to that dream and she finally went when she was in her seventies and I met with her and coached with her and I encouraged her to get that story up on Amazon. And it is, it's called how I got to Africa by Elma Jones. It is such a powerful story of how God used her over there. Oh, and, that's incredible. That's really cool. And uh, I also went to Africa Several years ago, I was asked by a woman to come speak at her women's conference. She somehow, by God, I believe, found me on the Internet, <laughs> on my website, and she asked me to come speak. I did have to make sure she was legitimate because there's a lot of scams out there. Yes. <laughs> a lady that had actually gone over there, and my husband and I winded up flying over there, and I spoke at a women's conference for three days. I shared my testimony and it's on my website God fell in that place and it was just amazing all glory goes to Jesus but it's a different world over there yeah <laughs> and I agree with you on the adversity people need we don't like the adversity but we need it to become stronger in Christ yes uh -huh, definitely so do you have a deadline for those books now I'm waiting to read those stories <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, you wish. <laughs> you know, I'm the kind of person that I don't do well with deadlines. I like to just write it as I, you know, I mean, I, I set goals every week. So don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not just, um, 
you know, but um, there's just life just happens and there's all this stuff that comes up. So um, I, I just write and, and then when I get it done, when I did my first book, I just didn't even think it was going to come together, you know, and then at the end, it was just like, oh, wow, this is all organized and these chapters fit and I got it done, you know, so, um, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, hopefully sometime within the next year. Good. Well, you being an editor, that probably helps you with the organizational piece. Yeah, it does. And and it helps me uh, with editing as well. You know, as I, I find it. Oh, this is another tip for your readers. Just write. Uh, don't worry about grammar. Don't worry yeah. about editing. Don't worry about doing anything. Just get it down and get it down in its raw form and then you can go back and edit it and that was a tip that somebody gave me early on that made a huge difference in my writing because I would sit there and write and edit and write and edit and it was just like you're going back and forth between your right and left brain and it was Mm -hmm. not it was not beneficial for me once I just started writing and then going back and editing then it made a huge difference for me and it, it made me more relaxed Right. You had to tell the editor, that little editor lady, sit down, be quiet, creatively write, because that is a different use of the brain. And you can edit later. Just sit down. I totally agree with that. Just sit down and write, because that can actually hold you back from writing your book. Yeah, absolutely. So what are the joys and the challenges of you being a woman in business? Well, I love... I love what I do and I love being able to be able to help people. You know, I just, it's just such a thrill to me when I teach a writing concept and then somebody else implements it. Uh, you know, I guess it's the teacher in me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when your students actually respond and do what you tell them. And then they send a story back and, and they have implemented what you taught them. That is very thrilling. And then I love it when, I speak about writing your story and I had a woman come up and say, you know, I went back and I got all my grandfather's letters and I transcribed them into the computer so that they would be available for them in for the next generation. And he had gone through World War II. And so, you know, that kind of thing, when you see people actually implement what you do, what you teach them and what you encourage them to do, then that is that is just beyond thrilling. I wrote a book called The Gift of Writing, and it's about writing thank you notes and encouragement notes and tributes because people don't do that as much. Yeah. And so I had a girl, like I said, I'm a substitute teacher, and I had shared one time in my class, sometimes I will share about the books I've written just to show them, hey, look, I've developed my gifts and talents and abilities to bless others, and you need to develop yours because you're all gifted and you all have talents and abilities in some area. So then I had a girl, so I shared with them about the gift of writing one time, and I had a girl um, come back to me later, and she said, you know, I sent a letter to my grandfather, and he was um, on his deathbed, and he got the letter, and I told him all the things I loved and appreciated about him, and he was so thrilled with that letter, and uh, a month later, he died, and she said, I'm 
so glad you shared that with me because I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have sent that letter otherwise. And she said, and then I did that again with my aunt. And I just want to thank you for sharing that. So, you know, it's that kind of thing. Those are the, that's the joy of it all. You know, <laughs> that is beautiful. Wow. Yes, it was beautiful. And it really blessed me that she, you know, she, she heard what I shared and she did it. She implemented it. You know, that's, like I said, that's part of the joy of it. The challenges are just the, I think, just the self-discipline. I belong to a productivity group and that's what actually helped me get my books published. She taught me a lot of principles, productivity principles, and that's uh, like time blocking, you know, blocking off 15 minutes, a half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half at a time. And we used to have sessions like that where we did that. And that is so effective in getting things done, you know, just to turn off your phone, your notifications. Um, it's kind of nerve wracking because we're so addicted to our phones, but it really works in terms of getting done. But Anyway, I would say, you know, just the self-discipline to do all that. You know, she taught me to set week, weekly goals, which I do. And I belong to a group because if I don't, if I don't belong to a group of other people, or I don't have somebody coaching me. It's really hard to, to, you need that accountability. So I would say that, and then just motivating myself to get, to reach out, to reach out to more people. That's also challenging as well. And those things mainly is just the self-discipline and um, reaching out to people. That's so true. That's, we can't just dream about doing, but I meet some yes. say, I want to write a book and years later, they're still saying it. And yeah. People that are writing the book and they haven't finished it and yes. just as important as starting it and we need that productivity that accountability and that coaching yes how does being a christian believer help you in what you're doing in your business and ministry Oh, my goodness. It's just everything. You know, it's like the Bible is just full of you know, that we're, ref we're to reflect on his wonderful deeds and we're supposed to write it down and we're supposed to um, share with others. And so I have a whole list of scriptures that I keep and listen to on a regular basis about writing your story. And so I feel like this is a vision that God has given me and not only me, but, you know, many other people as well, because he wants us to write stuff down. I think nowadays, especially with cell phone use and the distraction of the social media and that kind of thing, it's really more important than ever for us to write down our stories. And, and the Bible is, all I have to do is go back to the Bible and and read about how he wants us to tell of his wonderful deeds. He wants us to contemplate his wonderful deeds. I will make every effort to make sure that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Peter said that. And so that, that keeps me going. <laughs> That's yes. what makes a difference for me. And in writing my stories and encouraging other people to write my stories, it's, it's my relationship with God and, and the Bible. And I, I have a sense of urgency, despite the fact that I don't have deadlines. I mean, well, I have weekly deadlines, but 
I mean, just an overall deadline on my book. And I know people vary in how they approach that, but I feel a sense of urgency. Like I need to do this because before I leave, um, and I've got a lot to write before I do. And I'm not, let's see, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to die like anytime soon, Mm -hmm. but I am in that last season of my life. And so I feel much more of a sense of urgency. And I think that all comes from, from God and from his word. And then when I get discouraged or I don't feel like doing something, then I go to his word for encouragement. He says that he encourages us daily and he gives us endurance. And so he gives me the encouragement and the endurance that I need to to go through this because it's hard sometimes, you know, you're alone. You're all alone a lot of times. And um, if you, I mean, it helps to belong to groups, but when you're doing a business by yourself as a, as a woman, you know, um, you're pretty much alone unless you reach out to other people. And so I, that's why I think it's really important to belong to other uh, writers groups. And I mainly belong to other Christian writers groups because iron sharpens iron and other godly women inspire me and encourage me. And so, yeah, I would just say just receiving the encouragement from the word, from other people and from God, those are very important in my life. That's so true. We all need that community. And also to remember that God never leaves us alone. But I also believe it's important to have at least one or two people praying for you to have a prayer partner, someone, a woman, a friend, a sister, someone that can pray for you in this journey. Yeah, this fascinating, Sharon. I just I could interview you for hours. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear more about your stories. Um, I believe what you said earlier about legacy is so important. My husband, he was very close to his grandparents both sets. And so he used to love to sit down and talk with his granddad and just listen to his stories. And his granddad had a lot of wisdom. So that legacy that you're talking about is so important, leaving a legacy for our children, our grandchildren and others, and sharing that message with other people that God has put on our hearts for his glory. And then when we see him, we'll hear those precious words, well done, good and faithful servant. Yes, uh-huh. that's wonderful. Can we? Um, can you share where your books are at? Are they on Amazon and your websites again for the listeners? Yes, if you type in my full name, you have to type in my full name because for some reason on Amazon books are hard to find unless they're really you know top sellers. But you type in Sharon Rose Gibson in Amazon, and all my books will come up. And the other place you can find it is go to sharonrosegibson.com forward slash books and they'll all come up and also 15minutewriter.com forward slash books they'll all come up so if you do that yeah and I've written some I mean not written but I've just published some journals too for people just to write in and so you'll see those journals there as well but uh, my books will come up as well I think I saw that one has a butterf- butterflies on it, right? Yeah, that's one of my journals that I did. <laughs> and Beautiful. I put a little story in the front of that, too, that I about my daughter. And so that was kind of a, a fun a fun thing that I did that she did about butterflies. So I, I 
got a little story in there. Oh, <laughs> but um, you'll notice that all my books are red, white, and blue. And there's a reason for that. I felt like the Lord was showing me that the red, white, and blue can be something that to encourage Americans to bring us back to our original roots and the traditional values that we have, biblical values. That's really important right now because America is in such a, a difficult place. And so that's why they are red, white, and blue. Just the hope that, you know, encourage people to Americans to write their story. And of course, anybody overseas or anywhere, um, you want them all to write their stories. It's important. But I really feel a burden for America because uh, I think that we're beginning to lose some of our grounding and faith and uh, we're beginning to lose some of our history. And so I think it's important for us individually to tell our stories to our children and grandchildren, and also even this, just the history of our country, just to pass on the fact that we were very rooted in biblical values. And that has given us a lot of stability as a country over the years that you just don't see sometimes in other countries. For example, when I was in Colombia, people thought it was really strange that we would adopt. You know, they just, that was just like really odd that we would reach out and to someone who was poor and help them and adopt them. But in America, people go, oh, that's wonderful. That's incredible that you would do that. That's so awesome that you would reach out to help the poor and, and adopt them and take it into your home. Well, that's a biblical value. You know, that's something that is rooted and grounded in the Bible that, you know, he who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward him for what he has done. You know, so we have that heritage. Even people who are, are not Christians and don't follow biblical values, they have that value because that is a core value that we have because of the Bible in America. So there's just a lot of things like that, that we have a heritage as a country that needs to, um, that we need to continue on. And we can do that by sharing stories. I totally agree with you. We need to write our stories. And that is so commendable that you adopted those children, the 17, you said seven, right? From Yes, not 17. <laughs> wow. Yes, seven. Then teenagers, my hand is off to you. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Well, yeah, you need to be sharing those stories with others, whether it's speaking or writing. I encourage the listener today to share your story. Maybe you didn't adopt seven teenagers or be held at gunpoint or you were in the slums, but you have a story to tell others. So today I want to encourage you, Aloma Sharon, to share your story to sh tell your story because your story is unique and your story is powerful and it will bring glory and honor to God. It will also help others. And like Sharon said, leave a legacy, leave a legacy here on earth. So Sharon, thank you so much for interviewing with me today. I would love to have you come back and share some more stories, but thank you for coming today and y'all have a blessed and beautiful day. This is Beth Jones at BethJones.net and my Amazon author page is Amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Betham Jones. I will talk to you later and see you next week for our Women in Business podcast series.